cool. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by one of my good Twitter friends, Bree. Hi. You're welcome. Hey everybody, I'm here, Bree, with the Crooked Angle. Crooked Angle. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Today, me and Bree, we're going to be doing a Ember Moon Showcase episode. We're going to talk about, you know, a lot about Ember Moon, why we're fans of Ember, what we think about her run so far in WWE and, you know, kind of what we want to see with her in the future. So, um, Bree, I'm going to start with you. Um, why are you a big Ember Moon fan? Oh man, can we count the ways? So, um, honestly, she's awesome. Let's just start with that and make, call it, you know, what you will say what you will about her. But I really think that one, she's awesome in the ring. Um, great. Uh, like mechanical technical wise I guess is the word for it beautiful moves and even beautiful finisher like the eclipse like messed me up though she I think another part of her that's like makes her awesome I guess outside of the ring is that Ember kind of challenges some of the you know those lingering stereotypes about black women and women in general about you know even when I was growing up like being a fan of like D&D and tabletop games and like so on and so like video games and such it was things that people weren't into but even more so like being black and a female and liking those things at least back when I was younger it was like unheard of so it's interesting to, to that her that she's there in that position that she's in now liking the things that she likes and like it's different and it's and it's still represent it's still representation um of people I guess like her people like me who like those things who like video games and tabletop games and so on and so forth um that interest is there and it's like it makes her you know relatable inside and you know outside of the ring she definitely embodies that spirit of like if I can be then anyone can be right she's relatable she was someone who struggled with bullying in her childhood she was someone that was known as being you know that kid that weird girl and again I know that there are people out there who can sympathize with that or who at least can empathize with that if they weren't that person um in that part she was able to project that and she can speak her mind now like I think one of the things of being bullied is that one thing that you want to do is you you make up in your mind what can I say to that bully if I really was in a good position of power and I think you know she's in a position to do that and that looks very empowering that like she feels like she has that strength to be like you know I can take this to the ring and this is how I get back I really love that She's a hard worker, and I think that everyone can attest to her being a hard worker. You go on Twitter right now, and you look up Ember Moon, and you will see countless tweets of people, like, telling, like, hard worker, like, she deserves more in the ring, and, and no one can take that away from her. She's proved in the ring that she's a hard worker. She can do what um, anyone else can do. And we can get into her career later, but, like, she was 2017. NXT champion and outside of WWE won like numerous different um championships 
she like she fought Baszler. She fought um, many people who like were in WWE at the time who now you know are in WWE and are like up there. You know, like her. Like if it was anyone else that like won NXT Women's Championship who got to fight Shayna Baszler, it's like it was her and she still is not like I guess where I think she should be in the company she's not someone to be messed with you know you you fight Shayna Baszler you fight Bailey I mean these are not people that are soft hitters at least in my opinion I've seen them and she's gone up against these people and won against them there's a fire behind that fiery hair is basically what I'm trying to say um what is that like my third point fourth point I don't really want to make this about looks I know that like but it has it you just address the elephant in the room and just go ahead and do it I, I want to note that it's really nice to see a different type of fit on tv and what I mean by that is like women in wrestling as a whole regardless of the company you choose it still have to deal maybe a tad more with like that element of how attractive they are right you can be the best in the ring you can be the best on the mic you you know you can never step a toe out of line and there will be folks that will admire you for like having huge boobs or take a stab at you for how much weight you've gained and that comes first or along your the side of you know your ability in the ring and on the mic or whatever um and it's unfortunate and ember displays that you can be fit flexible and beautiful powerful in the ring you can do that at like 120 pounds 130 pounds 140 pounds over like you can do that alongside mandy rose you can do that alongside sasha Banks. and that's something i do give credit to wwe for is that you know they say what you want about them but there are a variety of bodies now it took us a while to get there but it's still it's still good that they have that and ember is a part of that variety she is not a, she's not afraid to speak her mind noting that her com her you know her content comments about um excuse me she did that um interview with booker t and i'm sure you know at this point a lot of people have seen it she was making a lot of good comments and and discussions about the inconsistent booking unhappiness with the writing her stance on evolution um that pay-per-view and you know what i do is real but yet it's predetermined and you know how you see people get rotated through the roster and on live tv and you're in catering for what months on end i think she said like two years or something like that it's she's able to express that and there's not this like weird thing that i see in like wwe stars that are like you know it's been a hard road but or you know i'm signed with the best in the world and you know thank you vince have hashtag like now and again you see that and it's like okay you're supposed to say this but like with ember it's like there's that authenticity that is like i'm actually really frustrated i don't know if some days i want to do this and that's it's that that human element that i like that's like 
you're the best in your career and you're still frustrated and it seems real. Your frustrations look real. It's, it's, that's what draws me to her. Like all those things draw me to her. And I think those are all positive things that she embodies. And a couple of those things only she does in WWE. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree with you on that because like, in my opinion, and that maybe I'm a little biased because she's my favorite wrestler, I think she's the most talented, you know, female wrestler in the whole company. Just when you look at her athleticism, her striking ability, her technical ability, you know, her charisma, like she has everything that you would want from a wrestler from an in-ring standpoint. I th- And I also, like, I think she's good looking. Like, I'm not gonna lie, she's fit, she's pretty, you know, yeah. she's got a really nice smile, like, I, and, and it really bugs me because I feel like, and I know you mentioned that WWE has come a long way with, you know, the variety of women that they have in the company, but it still seems like they still low key favor, you know, like the blondes, like look at the push Lacey Evans has been getting for Absolutely. almost a year now. Like she, she didn't do anything in NXT to be honest, nothing against her. I think she, I think she portrays her character well. She's not bad in the ring, but she didn't prove herself. She didn't do the grind and do anything really in NXT other than random matches. She came to the main roster, strutted up and down the ring for like a month, and then she's feuding with the hottest female in all of wrestling. And it's like, where was Ember at that time? Ember was on the bench for several months up until her feud with Bailey. And it's kind of like, why aren't they doing anything with Ember? Like, you know, the fans like her. Like, you know, she's over I had friends that were at the Evolution event live, and when they was, came down to her and Nia Jax, fans were chanting and stomping for Ember. Like, we want Ember to be champion. Like, we want something new. Mm-hmm. And we saw that with Becky. Like, Becky was the underdog for years and years and was constantly, like, in random matches, getting jobbed out. And then we saw, like, when WWE finally invested in her, look what happened. She's the most hottest and marketed female in all of wrestling. That could be Ember. And I, don't, and I don't blame her for being frustrated, you know, because when you're one of the best, if not best, at what you do and you're not, you know, getting booked properly, you're going to be mad. It's just like if you have a job, you know, you could be an employee at Target and you could be the best, you know, employee there, but they could be given the promotions and the recognition to other, you know, employees based off of, you know, maybe them being better looking. Of course, you're going to be frustrated, you know. Right. It, it's it's just like I get it with her, um, I, and it, it it bugs me as a fan because you know I've been you know kind of waiting for WWE to really properly do something with Ember because um, when she first signed with NXT, she literally did nothing but dark matches and live events for a year. I had to wait so long for her to debut, and when she debuted, she was you know, on NXT here and there on random matches, they took her like almost a year to put her in like a title feud. Right. So it's always been like a really long wait for her. And it's just kind of like, what's WWE doing? And now that she's had this injury that she has right now, we don't know when she's coming back. We don't know if this will affect her push in the future because we know how WWE is with wrestlers that get injured a lot. They get right. very hesitant and push them. You know, we saw that with the revival for a while. You know, they were very hesitant on pushing them. That's rumored. I mean, it's just a rumor, but Sasha Banks, she tends to get hurt a lot. And we've heard plenty of rumors that that could be the reason she doesn't get a proper title run. I mean, like I said, it's just a rumor and all, but 
it's just one of those just really big frustrations. You know, we all have our favorite wrestlers and, you know, we all want to see them get booked. And when we see, you know, such a talented, you know, wrestler like Ember, you know, just not get booked, it's, it's, it's extremely frustrating, you know. Right. But um, right. as for me, like with me being a Ember Moon fan, I heard about her before she signed with WWE, like a few months before. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I, you know, I, you know, I'm on social media all the time, and I heard about, you know, this wrestler named Athena, mm-hmm. and then she went by the Wrestling Goddess. I thought that was like really cool because you know I like that kind of geeky kind of stuff. I was like, oh, Athena, the Wrestling Goddess. Let me check her out. So I, I looked her up on YouTube, and I was just like, wow. Like, I love her look. I, she was so talented. Like, I saw her match with um, Mia Yim. I was like, wow, this chick's really good. After that, didn't really, like, look her up again because, I mean, it's independence. I wasn't really that big on the independent circuit at the time, and it's not like you could watch it live on TV. So when I heard that she signed with NXT, I got super excited. And like I told you, like, I, I was just waiting for a year for her to debut. And just in my time of being a fan, like, I like I love her in-ring skills. She is just so exciting in the ring, regardless of who she's against her. Like, that, the Eclipse is mm-hmm. the absolute, like, coolest move ever, in my opinion. No, I agree 100%. Yeah, like, it, it's... It, it, it looks so dangerous, and hopefully she doesn't have any, like, back problems from landing like she does in the future. But I, I think she's just so amazing in the ring. But I – and I, I like the character, too. I've always liked the whole kind of, like, goddess kind of character of the hood and all. I think that's really dope looking. Me but too. the other really major reason why I like her, and I know you mentioned this, you know, earlier, um, I relate to her personally. Um, you mentioned that she was bullied growing up. So was I, and I personally know how that can really, like, affect you long-term and hold you back. Like, you know, it held me back for a few years. Like, I was, you know, so traumatized. I didn't go to college right after school. I took me at, I didn't get my first job till I was 18. You know, I was just, like, afraid to kind of go out there and socialize because of what happened to me. And it's like, I see what happened to her, and she overcame that and really pushed herself. And even, like... Like, her struggle to get the WWE was just crazy. Like, she was so talented, but she was denied, not because she wasn't talented enough, because she didn't have the diva look. And that was back during the diva era, and that's part of the reason. I don't want to say I looked down on that era, but it just really upsets me that, like, opportunities were given to women based off of looks rather than talent. And, you know, Ember Moon never gave up, though. She kept trying and trying, and eventually got hired you know so that really like personally like kind of helped me out maybe say hey like I can keep trying and I can do this and I did you know so she I kind of used her as like a role model even though me and her are the same age you know I looked at what she did and I set the example for myself and also also like she's a big geek she likes Game of Thrones she likes video games I do too so it's like we have a lot in common personally so that helps like me just relate to the wrestlers more and you know any wrestler that has something in common it's always like cool seeing that Mm -hmm. happened you know she just likes so much of the same stuff that I like and it's just like it's kind of like wow like we could be best friends kind of thing you know what I mean like some wrestlers they don't really have much in common with you like 
I highly doubt I had much in common with like a Randy Orton or something like that, but it's nice seeing, you know, a wrestler that you have so much in common with. Right. And that adds to that. That adds to that feeling of, um, you know, you can be my best friend and that really, you know, kind of, that's, that's kind of what draws fans is like, how relatable are you? How, how can I see myself in you? And, you know, you, you really hit the nail on the head. I mean, you don't, I don't have a lot in common with someone like, um, like, uh, you know, Mandy or Charlotte or, um, you know, even Becky, like, I love them. I like seeing them, but it's, you know, they don't have that for me, I see an aspect of like, could we have those same conversations that I would have with the best friend who was into these kind of things? But it's like, it feels like, you know, someone like Ember would be able to kind of relate to me on, you know, I understand what it's like to have bullies. I understand what it's like to, you know, love this game and hate this game and, and play D and D and, you know, did we like game of Thrones? And I'm sure like you have those conversations with other people, but it's, mm-hmm. you would get it. And, you know, it, it helps that, you know, that people then are like, I, I relate to you. So you now have a fan and you mm-hmm. now have someone in your corner rooting for you. Um, and, you know, that, that makes people a little more um, successful. Um, can't really think of the word for it, but they're more inclined to see you in the ring. What do you have to offer? And it's great when you're, when you're as good as Ember because now you have more to back up why you're a fan. They're good mm-hmm. in the ring and they're also relatable. So, yeah, definitely, definitely agree with you on, on all of those points. Yeah, um, I mean- Exactly, because, like, it, it definitely helps add to that interest. Like, I've never really been the biggest, like, Drew McIntyre fan, but when I met him at a meet-and-greet two weeks ago, he had a Resident Evil shirt. So I remember thinking, I love Resident Evil. That's, you know, one of my favorite game franchises. When I met him, it gave me actually something to talk to him about. I was like, hey, buddy, I like your shirt. And he's like, no, why, thank you. And, you know, so, like, it's cool, like, having something to talk about other than wrestling, because, you know, I'm sure they hear, they get the same questions all the time. Who was your favorite opponent? Absolutely. What was your favorite match? You know, all this kind of stuff. So it gives you that extra, like, talking piece, too, if you ever meet them or, you know, you could tweet about them. Like, back when Ember Moon first signed with WWE, I tweeted, you know, about, you know, video games, and she tweeted back, and, like, we talked about Fable very briefly. Like, it was, like, really cool being able to talk to them about something that you both have in common versus just the, you know, basic wrestling question you know what i mean yeah that's kind of awesome that she responded to you i'm kind of jealous <laughs> yeah, well, you you do got to keep in mind that was right when she signed with wwe so she didn't have uh, like the, all the followers at the time because like i used to chat with um dakota kai on twitch when she used to stream video games like three years ago nice. but now you know it, it's very rare that you're going to get that kind of response you know that she's a lot more popular and it's not, you know, people, like, got to understand, like, now that they're more popular, they get more, their notifications get blown up a lot. So it, it's harder for them to even see your stuff versus, you know, when they're, you know, on the indie circuit and all that. True. And I think maybe sometimes when they're on, when they're on the indie circuit, they may have more time to stream or mm-hmm. respond to you. So, that, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, that's so cool that you got that, though. I mean, because there's not a lot of people that can say that, you know, Ember Moon respond to their tweets. Yeah, I know. It's, it's definitely a good feeling. I wrote an article about her, 
you know, like a month or two ago and I posted it and she retweeted it. So that was really cool. And um, yes. I don't know if you saw, but I did get a, a retweet and a reply back from Zelina Vega last night. So that really like, it was, it was something nice to wake up to. What did you tweet? I don't think I saw it. <laughs> um, she um, posted like a picture of herself and she had like a red dress on and I made a comment like, oh, that red dress, you would look good as like the raw GM. Since, mm -hmm. you know, raw is, you know, it's color red. is red. And she commented back, she's like, raw GM, that would be interesting. So I thought that was a uh, pretty cool. That is pretty cool. She seems to be That's she's wild. a heel on on you know TV, but she seems to be very engaging with the fans. So yeah, yeah and I always cool. hear right. I always hear that she um she's like super nice in person. Oh so, yeah, like, I, I listened to her podcast with Lillian Garcia, you know, a while back, and she just seems like the nicest person in the world. And what's funny, like, she was born in Jersey, so she's not even, like, from, you know. Yes, I heard history. that. I heard that she was a Jersey girl. Yeah, so, so she, yeah, it's like. Her primary uh, language is English. She actually had to learn Spanish from um, Andrade, which is kind of hmm. fun. It is kind of funny. <laughs> I think Ben Together was, like, that whole, you know, this whole Hispanic Latin spice piece kind of coming together for them. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought that they both spoke Spanish, but that's interesting that he, that, you know, he taught her. Yeah, and she teach, and she had been teaching him English, so it was kind of like them both helping each other out. Right, right. So, so I know we're going to talk about, um, back to Ember. <laughs> yeah, back um, to Ember. We're going to talk about her, her struggle to get to WWE, which I think that we could get you know we can attribute to a few things right um i guess you know i first of all let's just start out with the fact that she's this has been like a 14 plus year journey for her put that in perspective i'm 26 so i was about 12 or 13 when she started if the math is correct on that one but like when she mentioned that this was like 14 years going in that interview i was like jesus you mean to tell me that you started 14 years ago and you are kind of when did she come to w when did she come to quote unquote main roster back with like wrongs you know smack 2018 right yeah 14 years all right and you you know her end goal is always wwe and wwe is the behemoth so i get it like you want to sign with the biggest company person that's going to put you on the map and you know not everyone gets to the behemoth on the first try she was in a few promotions like i mentioned before she was in professional championship wrestling anarchy i think she was in shimmer for a while and shimmer i think partners with um Paige's mom so you know that's all connected here she was athena she started out as a, as athena she moved and she was trouble in a few circuits. I don't think she used the character trouble in WWE, but that was something that she did in the Indies. Um, and, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, that's 14 years. You got to sit here and stick, stick it out, stick it out. Keep, keep fighting. Keep doing this indie show. Keep, keep traveling, keep fighting. And it's like 14 years. I know certain people would just be like, 
you know, this tea ain't for me, dude. I'm not doing this for 14 years. Mm-hmm. Like, it's either like, give me three years, give me five years. And it, it just speaks to her perseverance that you, you know, that's 14 years of hard work and you're in the biggest company for wrestling right now. Um, she moved into NXT in 2015. She didn't move into quote-unquote main roster because that's no longer like a thing um until 2018 so she was in development development for three years i was under the i was under the assumption that developmental was two years so you start off in wwe you work you're in there for two years and i think you get called called up i think that was the I think that was a process, if I'm not mistaken. Someone can mention to me if I'm wrong and I'm an idiot. I know. But I believe that was what it was. And you're in developmental for three years. And maybe the year that you're talking about when she was, like, just doing the um, the dark matches may have been, mm-hmm. like, one of her first years. And then the two years after that were, like, when she, like 2016, 2017. So obviously that was the year that she won the NXT Championship. Um, you know, I, I, what do you think? Like, why would she, why would they leave, kind of leave her in development for that long when you, she's, she has a resume. She's like, look, I have a bunch of experience, which will make me like, you know, useful in this company. I can work hard. I can prove to you that I've done the hard, here's 14 years of proving to you that I am suitable suitable and i am trustworthy and i am i'm here to do the work like why three years because we know there are nxt people that come up months in a year maybe like Mm -hmm. why ember why her in three years well honestly in my opinion i think it's always been timing like it's just been bad timing for even still to this day like when she came when she first came up obviously at the end of the day and it sucks but women's wrestling just doesn't get as much time as the men you know in nxt you get one maybe two matches so they can only feature and showcase so many you know women especially in nxt at the time because it was only an hour episode when she first signed with the company that's when you know the whole I believe I believe that's when Sasha and all were still down there. I think mm-hmm. I think she may have signed like shortly after as they were transitioning to the main roster, but that was when Bailey was champion. That's when they brought in Asuka, they brought in Dana Brooke, and it, I, I think it was one of those, hey, we like we like Ember, we want to do something with her, but we don't want her to get lost in the shuffle. Sure. So that's why they kept her, you know, in the dark matches and live events. When she finally came up to the main, or you know to the actual televised on NXT. That's when mm-hmm. Bailey was gone. And it was just, it was basically just Asuka, honestly, at the time. Yeah. So I think the whole idea was they, you know, they wanted, they probably wanted Ember to be her last opponent before making her or having her go to the main roster. So I think that's kind of why Ember was just kind of floating around, not really doing much. And then they told that story. I think personally, Ember should have ended Asuka's streak, but it is what it is. So when Ember, or so when Asuka finally, you know, went up to the main roster, that's when Ember finally got that title. But once again, it was bad timing because then Shayna Baszler was there. 
and right. clearly you know they love Shayna Baszler considering the kind of push they got and I think her being related you know not well her relation to you know Ronda Rousey I think that kind of encouraged them to I mean I mean Shayna's great I will say that but I think they were just more interested in pushing Shayna because mm-hmm. of the UFC and you know the friendship with Ronda and all that so I think um Ember just ended up being a transitional champion and which sucks but I just think that, you know, as much as they like her, she's never been the full focus of her, the division based off of just there being other women on the current roster that they like more. And I, and I feel like that still haunts her, you know, when she came to the main roster, because when she came to Maine, you know, she was on Raw, and guess who else was on Raw? Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. Asha Banks, all of them. So she kind of would just, like, floating around she had she had the alliance with you know Sasha and Rhonda at the live events and all that but then she got hurt and then when she came back it you know they didn't really do much with her and then when they put her in a feud with Bailey and all that then guess what she gets hurt again so it's kind of bad timing for the most part but I I do think that those gaps where she was actually healthy and in there they could have done more with her Uh, yeah yeah that's the um that's the, that's the consensus. I think that also um you know when it comes to being injured, I think I think it was either Nikki or Bree that said it that was it was like a really old episode of Total Divas and I think one of them was hurt at the time. She I think it was I I want to say it was Bree. She had mentioned that um you know it, the more the more time that you're injured is time that you're away from the company mm-hmm. and that's also time that you are you know forgotten by fans because you know we know fans are you know they're here one day and they're gone the next and they're you know companies are always looking for that person that's like i want to see what that, per- that person's doing i want to see what that person's doing next week two weeks months from now it's that fear of missing out at fomo thing that that transcends into you know wrestlers as well people don't want to miss out on that but if you are gone you're not missing anything mm-hmm. you got to look for the next person um her being injured i don't feel like did a lot for her we we can all agree on that but that that again that shouldn't be a reason why people are forgotten about um i don't know if there's really much that the company can do about that um but it is what it is you know she you're right she didn't really do much when she was fine mm-hmm. she i want to say another piece of this is that i don't i can't really give you a good match at off the top of my head that's like this was her her wow match this was the this was the the bailey at wrestlemania this mm-hmm. was the kofi at wrestlemania this was even just like the 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 Becky versus Sasha at Hell in a Cell, I mean, she she really didn't have that match that was like she won. Wow, I mean, her winning the NXT Championship, I think, it was really the closest thing because even when she lost, it's really important. I think for me and for a lot of wrestling fans, that even if you lose, the person that you lose to, the, the match still should make you look like gold. Mm-hmm. You should still look like you know, that you sold that match. I can't give you a time that I think that WWE gave her that match, even if she mm-hmm. was to lose, because she went on a losing streak 
after SummerSlam, where she um yeah well it be like she went on an absolute losing streak she did not win anything i don't think she won anything up until she got injured and if she did i'm sure you can remind me but i that's just how like okay you're gonna fight this person you're gonna lose what else is new there it's just there was never that like this person made you know made them look good even if she lost they didn't give her that match to really sit behind her Mm -hmm. in her repertoire at wwe i think that also doesn't help you when you are mid-card and you also are just kind of given matches that no one asked for or no one really speculates which what another piece of that is that like the speculation part like we want to know who's going to fight who rumors are a big thing that's why the dirt sheets dirt sheets are such a thing in the wrestling world because we want to know what's the rumor about who's going to fight who or who's going to take a shot at who the closest thing she ever came to at that point was like the you know the the mandy thing where she was being bullied by her for not being healthy and you know it's wild to me that's like that's still a storyline in this company of like if you're a woman fighting at WWE right now, you're fighting over a man, or you're fighting because someone called you ugly, or you look better than this person. And it's evolution to something like this. Give Ember that. It doesn't help her. And, and you know, there's just a lot of these things coming together that are not making a good concoction for her career up until now that I 100% believe that added to her struggle trying to be something in this company other than you know that girl who is you know the war goddess but she loses like I have no words for it it's just it's Mm -hmm. really weird to see this it's really frustrating and I know it must be frustrating you because you know that's your favorite wrestler when you're 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 excited to see her at like those higher traffic pay, uh, pay-per-views like money in the bank she loses that twice uh she goes up against SummerSlam, goes up against sorry bailey at SummerSlam. unsuccessful it's like it's really disheartening because you want to mm-hmm. stand behind this person and wwe just like you know you don't know what to do we have a huge roster mm-hmm. But that's, like, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was, like also, that, that's like one of their biggest issues. Their roster is so huge, and it it's too huge. Even like at first, like when they did the whole brand split thing, it really benefited. Really let a lot of you know wrestlers shine, especially the women. Like that's when we saw like Alexa Bliss, you know, become a big star. That's when Becky Lynch, you know, she was the first SmackDown Women's Champion. She became a star for a little bit. <laughs> it really allowed people to shine, but then it just kept on signing people and signing people and bringing them up to Maine. And then, you know, it, mm-hmm. before when they would bring, when NXT got popular, when they started bringing these, you know, wrestlers up to Maine, they got big pushes. Like I remember Kevin Owens, he was, he beat John Cena in his first match on the main roster. Like he was a big deal. Um, the Shield came up and they, they made a big impact. And then it just got to the point where they're bringing up these people, including Ember, and they have nothing for them. And it's just to the point where they're just bringing them up just to get that pop and, you know, maybe to spike the ratings for a little bit. Yeah. And then that's it. 
They want the ratings and they want the views on YouTube because that's that's their. It's like it's views. It's it's who can get the pop. Who can Mm -hmm. come back? I mean, you have a a monumental roster and you're bringing people back like John Morrison and Mm -hmm. like you're 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 kind of pushing these people that haven't been on TV in a while and it's like you're not doing it for the benefit of like what these people want to do and I think and it's hard because I don't know if you can really blame all of it on the company you have I mean you can blame them for having that huge roster but like people get lost in the mix Mm -hmm. and then it's like people like Emmer are are the people that are going to get lost because there may be a demand for for Sasha and Mandy and Lacey and and Charlotte and people want to see that but it's like Mm -hmm. I mean you're stuck with people just sitting and catering for a couple months like just kind of twiddling their thumbs not doing anything and people want to know like where you know where are they what are they doing and you know Oh, we'll just have you chase the 24-7 championship. We'll just have you, like, you know, come up with this really weird gimmick that doesn't match you or anything. And Mm -hmm. and they've been hiding behind this excuse that, like, I remember someone tweeted at me or tweeted at some point about Ember and how their speculation about why she's not pushed or why she wasn't pushed at that time was because her gimmick didn't fit into their long-term plans and I'm just like I don't I can't give WWE the benefit of believing that anymore because Mm -hmm. clearly you guys are not doing long-term booking like you know you can say wait 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 see what they're gonna do like they need time like we've been giving them time they know what to do to rotate through the roster and they don't make long-term plans past their nose. Like Mm -hmm. you can put Ember in, you just don't want to. And it's like, just say that, or just like do, do more to throw her into a, put her in a storyline or, or because what seems like that their best ideas come from the spontaneity. Like, I don't think they were really focused on Kofi winning rest, you know, so that WrestleMania angle, but that worked and people loved it. It's like anytime you really try for anything, we're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, we're. I guess what I'm trying to say is that they, they can put Ember where she wants to be. Mm-hmm. They will hide behind the idea that it's not part of their long term plans, um, but that's a show she'll have to deal with because I think she's coming to terms with like knowing that's, that's kind of bullshit and that Mm -hmm. they can do something with me, but they're just not doing it. And she's aired out that frustration Mm -hmm. publicly. Yeah. And it was like, once again, like I don't blame her and um, but like you mentioned, like, you know, with a lot of the wrestlers not getting used, you know, it's about like demand, like, how much in demand is she like I don't know but obviously we know like Becky and Sasha and Charlotte and all them are in demand so I think WWE kind of they go they they change their plans so much based off of stuff like that and I I think a big issue is also like Vince backstage because I've heard from not fans but wrestlers like former wrestlers in the company they mentioned how like Vince changes things all the time and writers will have these ideas and storylines and he rips it up and rewrites it the day of the show and I think that's screwing everything up because 
he's not letting the writers do their job. People, you know, bash the writers and the creative team. And it's, it's Vince that end, at the end of the day has this final say. Mm-hmm. How much does he like Ember? Like, we know Triple H and Stephanie love Ember. We know that. But what about Vince? Like, and I think that's part of the issue. Like, he's still, he's old school. He likes his blondes. He likes, you know, the Lacey and the, you know, the Charlotte. And, I mean, like, Charlotte, I think she's great, honestly. I think she's great, and so I I don't want to say, oh, because she's, you know, blonde, that's why she's, you know, getting this push or anything like that, but I'm just, like, saying, like, she is a flair, she's blonde, that's probably why she's getting, that could be why she's getting the push, I don't know, but, like, um, yeah, like, it's just really hard to say, like, with Ember, like, you know, maybe they don't, I know a lot of things are based off of marketing as well. Yeah. WWE likes to book people they can market, and yeah. maybe they feel like they can't market her or whatever. Because you know, going back to what we said before, like when they didn't hire because she didn't have the diva look. WWE they still low key like to book the women who are you know, they feel that are good looking. The marketable. Yeah, marketable, marketable look that, that like, and we can address the elephant in the room with that one. Like, I don't, I don't know if you saw it. I'm sure you did. Um, Arrested threw out a tweet in the beginning of the year. I want to say it was like either this week or last. Obviously, it had to be this year or last because it's mm-hmm. 2020. God, what is happening with time right now? Oh, God. okay. So, either way, I'm old. She threw out a tweet at the beginning of the year explaining how um, some folks in the industry told her that basically wrestling is for white people. And, you know, the, the marketing is geared towards white people and, you know, people can't get behind a black wrestler or, you know, they wanted to say that, you know, as a black wrestler, she had like the look of a video vixen or something. And I think a few people tweeted it was in circulation for a while. Did you ever see it? No. When did this happen? I want to, I mean, I want to say it was, like, the beginning of this week. I did see, Not, actually, something um, on my friend's podcast page. They mentioned something about, like, wrestling being for white people or something like that. They, they were pretty frustrated about it. Right, and, and, and I guess the reason I bring it up is because you brought up the whole marketing thing. So now I'm, you know, the gears are turning in my head, and I'm thinking, okay, what is marketable to the people that are watching WWE? Like people in America, some the people in the UK, people in Saudi Arabia. Um, but the point that stuck out to me, I think, was like, you know, people cannot she I think she mentioned that people couldn't get behind a black wrestler or a female black wrestler. And I wanna argue that because it's a very interesting point. There was a part of me that felt like WWE in a way confirmed this. Because back when, like, they were pushing Kofi for WrestleMania, and that kind of took off, Vince came out one night, and he was like, um, no one would get behind someone like you. Mm-hmm. Or something along the line, we're going to hand you the title because you think you deserve it. It's interesting to me that, like, to hear that in the storyline, it, it speaks volumes to the to the reality that you know some of these people are facing the, the reality of like will people get behind a black wrestler 
was that something that Vince considers marketable? Like, if you're not, like, the diva look? If you're not, like, you know, you don't have the tiniest waist in the world? If you don't have the tiniest thighs in the world? Like, can we put you on a billboard Mm -hmm. and put WWE next to you and that look good for the tickets, for the merch, you know? And, uh, you know, on top of this, you also have people that were, like, when Evolution came out, oh, my God. The tweets of, like, people that were, like, you know, certain fans in the community were, like, bashing Evolution because women can't carry a, P- a pay-per-view. No one wants to see an all-female pay-per-view. And and look how that turned out. Look how look how Evolution turned out. Where people were, like, are we going to have Evolution 2? And back and then they, they like, retired it because I think you go on the network and it's, like, one of it's the retired pay-per-view or something like that. I saw and, that. And I'm just like, I think people are really outdated about what's marketable right now because mm-hmm. you could put Ember on a billboard and put your name next to it and it will not be the end of the world. For your tickets, for WrestleMania, I don't personally think so. Will it for some people? Sure, but like the min- the minority I-, I think one thing about the c- wrestling community for a whole is that i really don't see a lot of real genuine widespread hatred for people that are black who are not in like the 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 ideal body type it's like most people are just like are you good in the ring and if mm-hmm. you are there, there is going to be a subset of people that are going to be in your corner Mm-hmm. regardless of what you look like there have been some fugly people in wwe people have gotten behind them because they're good and mm-hmm. they've marketed them so how isolating must it feel to be like a little girl growing up black like ember wanting to be a wrestler like ember in in having people tell you that you're doomed from the start because you happen to be born black and a woman no one will stand behind you in your in your profession like, I don't care what post they put you on. I can empathize with Ember. I know she, you know, you can feel that sting of, like, hearing hearing Jerry Lawler and, and, and Corey Graves on commentary, you know, calling these women that look nothing like you goddesses and God's greatest creation getting pushed on TV in every other storyline every other week while you're in catering, kind of twiddling your thumbs for months. And they're like, here, go chase this 24-7 title, and now you're injured. And you have to just explain to people, like, I'm sorry, I can't come back. I was too busy chasing the title, and I, like, tore my Achilles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is my fate. Whereas, like, maybe none of this would have happened had – WWE put in the time with her yeah. and been like, here's what we can do to help you get ahead. You don't have to chase a 24-7 title. You're better than that. And not necessarily saying that the people who are chasing that title aren't good, but it's like, that's not what she wants to do, and WWE knows it. And she knows it. I don't know. It's just, it's you know, I, I think that a lot of the struggles that she's dealing with are really non-issues that are being blown up into like reasons why they can't do anything with her mm-hmm. and she's in the position that she's in yeah basically my point 
Exactly. Like, I mean, we really don't know why, you know, WWE, like what they don't see in her, what they do and they don't, why they haven't really pushed her. Um, I don't like there, like you mentioned, there are people who will say, oh, it's because of, you know, her color or anything, you know, anything like that. But like you said, there's, there's like no hatred to any wrestler at all based off of color. Like you don't see that on social media. I mean, maybe here and there, but like, if, like you said, they're good. People get behind them. Like, look at, like, Kofi. Like, look how many people got behind him during, you know, that WrestleMania push. And even during his reign. Like, and then the New Day, that is the most successful tag team in the last decade, maybe ever, like, in WWE. Mm -hmm. And, you know, WWE markets the crap out of them. Like, they're they're on the posters and billboards and merchandise and all that kind of stuff. So, like, with Ember, it's like, I don't know. I mean, maybe they don't feel that she's strong on the mic. Maybe they don't find her attractive. I don't know. I do, like, I really want to see them really, like, it, it doesn't even have to be with Ember. Obviously, I prefer to be Ember because she's my favorite. But I do really want them to really, like, put that title on, you know, a, a female wrestler of color and really go with it and have a really good, strong run. Because, I mean, we've seen it before Ember. She was NXT Women's Champion, but not that long. Same thing with Naomi. She held that SmackDown title twice. Right. Uh, well, so, Sasha, she's had that title a few times and ha- couldn't even defend it once, you know. So I do think that they really need to, you know, go with it and do it because, like, that is what is in the man. Like you said, like, it's all about the man. Mm-hmm. And on social media, this is what they want. And, and like, you know, I said, they did it with Kofi and look, you know, everyone was happy. Like, you know, it got so many positive reviews and all that. Like, it was a great moment in wrestling yeah i mean that's just kind of what happens when like you loosen the reins a little bit you just kind of like you know what things happen organically here's here's Mm -hmm. a basis of a storyline put some wrestlers in it and i don't know wwe has to be script has to be scripted so i mean like give Mm -hmm. them script but like Maybe they have an issue with like the micromanaging of like, oh, this person won't fit here. And it's like, how do you know until you try it? Mm-hmm. You know exactly. Because when they do try new things, you know, it's a lot of times it works when they push the wrestlers. Because we're not in that day and age anymore where it's about the big, good looking guys. Like, like you know, how back in the day it was, you know, The Rock or hmm. Triple H, Hulk Hogan. Like, we are in the air where people just want good wrestlers. They don't care if you're short, they don't care if you're not as muscular or if you're blonde or good looking or you know the size of your features and all that kind of stuff it they we just want good wrestlers we want to see a good show and kind of also going back to what you said with like ember like about her never really having that moment in that match wwe hasn't really given her the opportunity other than i feel like the really the one time they really strongly like featured her in a match was against asuka Mm -hmm. at takeover brooklyn that match was so good oh man that had me on my freaking toes jumping up and down like the end of that match was it gave me that heart attack like it was so good and it's like we do that with Ember. put her like they're, they're putting her in a match with mandy no offense but mandy isn't at that level in her career put ember in a match with someone who can you know really stand with her like an oscar Kyrie, becky someone like she has not gotten that opportunity even like bailey like bailey's at her level but they didn't really give that match a lot of time at SummerSlam. Right. Well, you know, they don't really put much in the daily, but honestly, that's another, that's a whole yeah. different discussion. Exactly. Oh, I just want to say, like, 
I just like ripped my eyelashes off. <laughs> oh no, that's not good. Wow. <laughs> I was just like, if, if these are not working, like, mm. because I know someone's gonna see this video and be like, what? Why the hell did that girl just like rip off her eyelashes? I didn't well, even realize know. that. So maybe no one will. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, they probably won't notice. But okay, well, don't notice now. I, yeah. I guess I'll be noticed, freaking eyelash lady. <laughs> what do you think? Um, you know, I I mean, I know that she mentioned. Um, her you know her career so far I guess we could talk kind of on that like she had mentioned in the interview um that WWE may have lost their ability to tell a story in the mid card you think that's accurate and like where okay so like I guess it's a two-part question because one do you what do you think about that but two it's like she's in mid card what kind of storyline would you put her in? Well, I mean, WWE does do the mid-card stories that are usually, like, a hit or miss. Um, like, even, like, the 24-7 title. Like, at one point, that was actually a pretty good story when they were doing the thing with Drake Maverick and um, R-Truth. That was fun, but lately it's been boring. Like, with Ember, when she had her mid-card, you know, storyline with Mandy, that was – it was okay. Honestly, I was in just me. I was just happy that she was even on TV and doing something at that point. But with Ember, it's kind of, I mean, they could definitely do something mid card wise for her, like maybe a match versus like a Sonya Deville. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they kind of did with Mandy too, but actually, like a one on one feud. Because I, I like with like Asuka, like I would love to see them feud on the main roster again, but I would want it to be for the title versus it being just a mid card feud. That feud's too good for mid card. Um, same thing, like, there, there's yeah. tons of feuds that I would love to see them, but they're all more main, you know, higher level things. I would love, honestly, more so, like, I had, like, I, I do fantasy booking, you know, I don't, like, post about it or talk about it on social media, but I had the idea of Ember Moon, like, kind of getting really hot around Survivor Series. I wanted to see her, her whole team get eliminated and it just be her versus mm-hmm. the whole entire other team and she just kind of takes them down kind of like Dolph Ziggler did a few years ago I think that was in 2014 were he what, what was that was that a rumble was a rumble that was um, that was Survivor you yeah, know when yeah, yeah. Sting uh made his debut it was literally Ziggler versus like Lou Carper um Kane and Seth Rollins and he just took a pounding and he just kept you know he took out like Kane he took out um uh Luke and then you know it was down to him and Seth and and that was just such a good moment for him and unfortunately they didn't capitalize on that but like that was my idea for Ember and then you know you put her in a mid-card feud until Royal Rumble she wins the Royal Rumble and then boom she is a star that was kind of my idea with her Mm. like what about you like what like mid-card kind of thing would you like to see her do uh now that you like said it I, I think I like the idea of her doing kind of her against the world kind of kind of ordeal. And I think the reason why is because I think that would fit her her story, her personality of like, you know, she was bullied as a kid. I'm sure she felt lonely. I'm sure she felt like she was having to battle all of that hate and all of those people that are coming to her, coming at her, that it would be kind of um, prophetic for her to have a match where 
that's happening in the ring where it's like, you know, it's, it's Ember Moon against, you know, Sonya and Mandy and, um, you know, like Liv or, or you know, like the, those people. I, and, and it's really interesting to me that like we can't think about more things for her because most of like my ideas and the ones that you even mentioned, they're really high cards. So that speaks volumes on like where she should be. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she should be mid card. Honest, to be fairly honest, like tweak a few things. Like if she's not good on the mic, tweak that a little bit. If she's not doing what you need her in the ring, t- tweak that a little bit. Cause God knows she'll do it. Mm-hmm. I just thinking about some of the feuds that I would be interested to see her in are with people that are like at that Becky level or maybe at that Charlotte level, maybe at the Oscar level. Like it, it just feels, it doesn't feel right for her to be in the card. I can't think of something that I would like see her in and be like, whoa, you know, mid card. Like, I think I want to say she fought Charlotte at one point. And I think that was that was when she moved up, and I, it was either her or someone. It was someone high, you know, high up, and, and you know, it, it's matches like that that I feel like she would thrive in. Mm-hmm. You really won't get her best putting her against people that she has maybe virtually fought before. Yeah. Um, Maybe put her in a faction. Give her, give her a sidekick. Give her not necessarily a sidekick, but partner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, could she? And it's like it's weird because like now lives back. You know, she she has her own angle. It's kind of disappointing because I was like, she could be partner to someone. She could she could be partner with you know, put her with Ember or something. Put her mm-hmm. with Naomi, like. Moon glow. I like that. Give it to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, a moon glow. I like that. Right, and I think, and that's not even my idea. Someone on Twitter did it at me who it was, like, because I don't want to take anyone's idea. Mm-hmm. But she, I heard it. I heard that, and I saw it. And I'm like, that works. Mm-hmm. I think it works. I think seeing those two together, like, WWE obviously will put in the work for the people. It's just like how how can we tweak it so that it works? Mm-hmm. But like, give her a partner, like Naomi, or give a partner like, or like, put her with, or put her with a guy or something, or like, anything that will put her on the map in that way. Mm-hmm. I feel like she'll she'll thrive. You know? Exactly. I, I want I want to I want to see more eclipses. Like, I I want to. I want what's best for her, honestly. Like, I, I know, like, I, I want these 14 years of work to pay off. And it's, like, it's doing her a disservice mm-hmm. for WWE to have her be content in mid-card. Like, yeah. if she comes back, I want her to, I want her to thrive. And I, it's, like, I don't see there being an excuse for it, and I won't take any of the less. Like, put her with someone if you don't believe that she's, single material like fine just say that and then put her with put her with Naomi when she comes back mm-hmm. make her have that that mystery partner like Naomi comes out and she's like I'm not fucking alone who guess who I got and it's Ember I would pop 
I'll pop my tits off. Like, that would be so cool to me. And it's like, you're putting her with someone high up on the card, and it's like, now we're, maybe people are going to take her seriously and see, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta appeal to the man upstairs, and the man mm-hmm. upstairs is Vince, and you mentioned it before, like, does he really like her? And it's like, if it's up to, and it's just going to be a hot take, but it's like, if he, he doesn't like her, and that's the basis on how far you go in the company, she should leave. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere that really is gonna you're you're gonna do something and make a difference in the women's division because you you being injured over a twenty four seven title you sitting and catering is it's like not acceptable at least to me yeah. and it's like I know she's not the only person that's that has you know that's dealing with that uh, but. It's obvious she is very vocal about how she's been treated. Her career so far, she's got to that point where she'll talk about, you know, the, um, she's talking about how, like, the last the Rumble, or it was something in NXT, she was saying that, like, you know, there are people, she wasn't going to mention any names, but they they weren't doing the work. Mm-hmm. They weren't, you know, and it's like, she knows your secrets. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but, like, kind of, like, speaking of what you were just saying, because, I like, I wanted to end the episode with us kind of talking about, like, what we want to see with her, like, in the future when she comes back. Like, and you mentioned, like, the whole 14-year thing. Like, you want this 14 years to pay off. Mm-hmm. I think they should make that into a storyline, kind of what they did with, like, Kofi, with, like, the whole ele- – he's been a part of the company for 11 years, and he's been overlooked. Do something like that with Ember, like, kind of, like – make a storyline where, you know, she has them in feature, maybe based off of looks or something like that, and they kind of build it into something and maybe make it, like, a good, like, WrestleMania moment. Mm-hmm. That's what I want, because to me, like, I like when they make something, like, that that's going on in real life into a storyline. It makes this, because we're, we're adults, we know that this is all scripted and this is just someone writing the story, but when it's actually right, right. real stuff that they insert into it, it makes it feel more real. It gives me personally that feeling that I had when I was a kid when I thought everything was real because you know it's real. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I hate, like, I, I hate, like, to bring this up, but, like, when Charlotte Flair and Paige were feuding, Paige brought up, you know, Charlotte's brother who had passed away. That was mm-hmm. real. Like, that was her going after Charlotte and bringing up something personal. That's something that really happened. And it's like, why don't they bring up this storyline with Ember? Why don't they make it into something and really build it up? Because people will get behind that. People, it's still like a hot thing. We love the underdogs. You know, remember Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, like even like Becky Lynch, like it was, you know, it the whole struggle to get to the top. Like that's the best part. I mean, usually it kind of sucks afterwards. After they win the title, it kind of just kind of cools down a little bit. But it's just like that would be that would make her such a big star. Just well, because a lot of yeah, like a lot of people can relate to that because a lot of people, you know, because like like you said, like Ember Moon isn't really known to be the best looking, even though like I I think she's really beautiful, but. Like, I, I've heard it from plenty of people. Like, I'll say, oh, Ember Moon's my favorite wrestler. I, I get uh, this response all the time. She's not that good looking. Why? And it's like, and, and that's like kind of like my point. Like, a lot of people don't find her good looking. So a lot of people relate to that. 
a lot of people feel like, hey, like, this is me. Like, I've been turned down and I've been looked down on because of my looks, my size, my height, all that. Because she's also short. I think she's, like, 5'2". Yeah, she's my height. Yeah, you don't realize that on TV. But, yeah, she's really short. Like, even, like, Zelina Vega. I didn't know she was 4'11". And, you know, and then when I saw that, and then when I actually saw her at a live event, I was like, yeah, she actually is really tiny, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah very tiny. <laughs> but... Yeah, so I just think at the end of the day, she should just make that a storyline eventually. Like, when she comes back, because they did that with Bailey years ago when she was in NXT, she got hurt, came back, and she did that storyline where she just started overcoming everything, and she was taking down everyone, and then it led up to her match with Sasha. Mm -hmm. Then she won at TakeOver Brooklyn. So I want them to do something like that with Ember. Um, So what about you? Like, when Ember comes back, whenever that is, what do you want to see them do with her? Oh, I think that um, she could capitalize on the the obvious frustration of her being told that you know her she was gonna come back and it was gonna be her moment and then she gets injured right. They could build a storyline of you know her being upset with the company doing doing like a job shoot. And basically, like, you know, you you know, how dare you guys? You guys made me chase out of that stupid title, and I injured myself, but now I'm back, and I'm here to, you know, kick ass and take names. That feeds into that. I would like seeing her do that. It's very fiery. It's very, like, I always love it, those, those angles about work and, like, how they're upset with WWE. And, like, it was the reason why I loved, like, CM Punk's pipe bomb, like, favorite and I know that's so cliche but it's like I I I like the tea I like I like it when people are are like I'm gonna voice my frustrations with the of the very thing that pays my bills Mm -hmm. and I think she's obviously frustrated that's a real life event to your point is something that she can use in a storyline and like someone can come out and be like oh, well, you're not that pretty anyway. You're not going to come be at the top and, you know, I'm going to fight you, you know. If they're going to go with that story, those storylines of, like, looks and attractiveness or whatever, fine, use it to your advantage. Like, have her fight Mandy or have her fight, like, Lacey or something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, fight all of, all of Vince's favorites and show that you are, like, you're worth it. And, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I'm not going to let, me being injured like all this time I was planning my my big comeback and you know people like that comeback thing really like they're down and out but something clicked and you know I'm ready to get back out there I would love to see that happen for her when she does come back I think that that revenge storyline is definitely something that they can um link to previous events of like the whole thing with you know Mandy Rose bullying her and like you know like, definitely something that can be linked to that and then it come back in full swing like when she, you know whenever her return ends up being mm-hmm. um, I, I again I would like to see her in a partnership of some sort um, I I personally think that if she was to make a return with Naomi that would be so cool like bring them both out but like you know kind of mesh their two styles together Mm -hmm. she could 
because I guess, you know, Alexa's already with um, Nikki or whatever. Um, so it's like I'm trying to think of, like, someone, like, she could fight. E- either way, I think those are the two storylines, honestly. I won't waste any more time with it, but, like, like those are the two that I really could mm-hmm. see happening, or you know, in my brain, and it makes sense. And, you know, I, I would love to see it as a fan. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who are fans would love to see that. Um, you know, I want to see her accomplish something, you know, as she's coming back, I know she can't do like, you know, the most craziest things in the world when you're recovered from an injury, but like, it would be kind of cool to see her win at SummerSlam, you know, break that streak of losing at those like higher traffic pay-per-views. Like maybe she wins money in the bank and Mm -hmm. this was her third go round. You build a storyline off of that of, like, how she lost those two times when she's not going to lose again. Um, have her win at SummerSlam because she – Bailey chose her. Have her fight Bailey. Um, there's just a lot of things that you can use from her losses mm-hmm. and from maybe the more unfortunate events in her life because we all can relate to what has – you know, we can relate to reality. And we see ourselves in the characters that they portray on TV – Everyone knows what it's like to, you know, make that comeback. People love that. You know, people love, you know, you, you, you failed so many times at something and you finally get it right. Like, it's a great feeling. And you want to see someone that you support go through that same, those same feelings as well. I think that will build. I think one of those things can build her moment and she will have that match. I really hope that for her. Yeah, me too. Like, I definitely want to see it turn into something, to be honest with you. Um, I know you're talking about, like, the alliances and all. Like, you you mentioned Alexa, and I know she's with Nikki Cross. But, I mean, by the time Ember comes back, you don't know what's going to go on with that. But I would love to see her and Alexa together. They're, they're best friends in real life. Mm-hmm. So I think they would have that Bailey and Sasha kind of chemistry. Um, this is kind of a wild card. I doubt it would ever happen. But I would love to see Ember and uh, Lacey Lane together. Or uh, Kaden Carter now, she goes by. Well, they both have very similar in-ring skills. They they have similar looks. Like, I know, like, they do, like, the hood thing, you know. I don't know. Does, has yeah. Katie Carter been doing that with her entrance lately with the hood? Um, I think she did a few times. Well, this, I think yet, yet last night was the first time I think remember seeing her in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. She did have a hood a couple of times I've seen her in NXT last year, like, kind of towards the end of the year and yeah you know it's very much you know a wink at ember which i think is cool i did not think about the you know a caden caden alliance yeah. you know, that would be kind of i mean that would be really sick um you know i, I guess just to be i mean that's maybe brings up another point of like should she, would she go back to nxc like finn balor did they could do Bye that man. she fits more of their style and how they present you know themselves because in nxt it's definitely not about looks you know or anything like that like it it, they have their style it's more of the underground kind of thing it's it has you know because nxt has that one fan base and that's hardcore fans Mm -hmm. w and that's one of the big issues i forgot to bring up too wwe like their main roster there's so many different fans that want so many different things you have kids you have adults you have women you have men 
you have the casual fans, hardcore fans, they all want something different and you can't give it to everyone at the same time. Like there's, there's a lot of people who love Roman Reigns, but guess what? There's a lot of people who hate Roman Reigns. So when you push him, you're going to make a lot of people happy and you're going to piss off a lot of people. In NXT, you push the Undisputed Air, everyone's happy. I don't know anyone who doesn't like them, you know. Same thing with, like, uh, Bianca. Like, who – I don't hear anyone that hates her. Or Finn Balor, like you just mentioned. Like, nobody hates Finn Balor. Like, it's a lot easier and simpler to do things with NXT because of, you know, it's just that core fan base. Like, you know, your hardcore fans versus all these people. And that's – why like a lot of fans seem to be satisfied at least from what i've seen with AEW, because it's the hardcore fan base you don't have little six-year-old kids who really don't know much about wrestling watching AEW. it's hardcore fans people who were fans of bullet club and new japan and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff like so that's yeah. part of you know the issue with ww not just with embers with everyone like it's like it's hard to really focus and really book some of those you know wrestlers based off of just because, you know, they may not be as in demand or, you know, because there's only, because there's so many fans who want other things. and It's just really hard. And I know it's, it's probably stressful for WWE too, because it's like they, you know, they change so much based off of, you know, what's hot now, what's not hot, you know, wrestlers can get hot overnight. Like we've seen it too. Like it could be that match. It could be a tweet they post. You know, I've seen that happen numerous times where a wrestler posts a tweet Everyone's talking about. Everyone's talking about. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like to your point, you you are here today. You're gone tomorrow, but you Mm -hmm. also can you can make that snapback real quick in the same amount of time. So you know, again, does WWE have a little have pull over that? Yes. Can they make you know certain decisions that could be more into the voice of the people and mirror that? Yes. You know, we're not in WWE, so we can't say for sure what their plans are, what, you know, what they'll have for Ember Moon. Maybe they won't have anything for her. Um, but I, I, I can't, I can't fall behind that reasoning of, like, just wait it out. They have long-term plans, because they don't. You know, Hell in a Cell 2019 proves that they don't mm-hmm. have a long-term plan. And they really kind of fire off their decisions based on what's happening in the now they 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 moved nxt to to wednesday you know they without really i don't know if they had a plan really to move forward other than aew's coming to tv we gotta make a decision Mm -hmm. um you know we people want live back we need to make a decision like it's very much like things are happening right now we have to make something happen right now because to your point yes things happen overnight but you know, I don't think you should necessarily make a quick snap decision just because someone's angry right now, mm-hmm. just because someone doesn't like what you have on TV right now. Like, it's, it's that weird balance. And I know it's frustrating for them. Like, to your point, I know it's frustrating for, but at the same time, it's like you are, views really don't say much. You can have a bunch of views and it still be bad. Um, but, you know, how how do we tell a company to listen to their folks? Exactly. We really when can't. When views is what is important. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, in, in my opinion, you know, it's, you know, they, they've gotten better 
with you know listening to the fans and you know mm-hmm. with the fans voice and opinion for a while they were not it was things were bad but like lately like it seems like when the fans want something they're kind of getting it i mean we got it with becky we got it with kofi right. um i know the revival fans wanted them to do something for a while and they're doing it but it's, it's there's still you know like a lot of fans want it with Sasha. Hopefully that happens. You know we've been wanting Sasha to get a proper title run for a very long time. So it's like they're slowly getting better. I think as Triple H gets more, you know, um, control. I think Vince is slowly giving him more control. So we're kind of seeing things slowly change within the last few years. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely some some turns in the right direction because you know. We got competition. They have competition now. And, yeah. um, get off the cord. My cat is on the cord. Stop. They have competition now. So I think they, they can't, they can no longer, you know, kind of play flat, fast, and loose and just be like, you know, mm-hmm. like, they have to take more risks now. Right. And they have to take more risks. And they have to, you know, you have to realize that you, you have a huge roster. And, you know, people want to do things. That's why you hired them. Like you have you have people like Ember, who you know, kind of lost in the shuffle, and you 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 run the risk of having um you know Sasha kind of almost be in that same predicament. It's like she left and was very much like I don't know if this is for me, and then she comes back and like they put her on TV, and she just loses, and I'm just like, then you have her character kind of do this thank you Vince thing, and I'm like mm. it's kind of <laughs> weird to me. Like it is. I don't know. It, it, it's like they do these weird things with these characters that no one wants. Like no one, no one in a million years thought that Liv was going to come out and be Lana's lover. Oh, no yeah. one in a million years. It, it's like, it's clear that it's like, it's not about the fans. Kind of like, like this is Vince's product. He wants to see what's funny on TV and this is what's funny to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard a lot of stories about like he he has a certain type of humor and what he thinks is funny, he thinks is gold, and like I I I will give WWE credit for at least tr- taking a risk and trying something different that no one would expect with Liv, but it was nobody wanted that. And it's kind of thinking like I know they're taking a risk and all, and that's cool, but did you really think that that was going to get over? I mean, I mean, I think there's going to be more to the storyline. Hopefully, I. Hopefully they kind of evolve, you know, um, Liv's character in this storyline. Because, like, I remember in the New Day when they first formed, they were, like, preachers or something like that. They were not they were not doing the, you know, the, the pancakes and the bootios and all that. They evolved into what they are. Maybe that will happen with Liv. Right. Maybe Ember will come back and evolve her character. I mean, I've heard people say it all the time on social media. She should have like a Finn Balor kind of thing where she's Ember Moon, but if someone like pushes her to that limit, she flips the switch and she turns into like the god, the war goddess, and yeah. she has like a different kind of mood, and you know she gets a little bit more aggressive in the ring, stuff like that. Because you know, like Finn Balor, when he's a demon, he doesn't lose. They should kind we of. We don't have a woman like that. Yeah, I would love to see yeah. Ember the perfect person to do it with. Yeah, we have, because we have, you know, we have the Bray character. I love the Bray character. I love the Finn character. And, I, you know, Demon and Finn and Bray and the Fiend, like, I, I 100% stand. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think we have a woman that does that. And, no. like, that could definitely be a gimmick that could be, like, choose that that first 
female that really that started that for mm-hmm. you know her division she does have that all alter ego and i know people wanted that live but now that you mentioned ember i'm like that's a great that's a great thing to come back to because that's basically what started what restarted bray's career was it's pretty much dead until like we kept getting all these really weird sequences and then it was like we finally realized it was Bray and we were like okay now we're interested mm-hmm. yeah I 100% agree with that idea 100 yeah I'm hoping they roll with it I mean I everyone I've mentioned it to loves it I do you know just hopefully like because I've been like like I really hope that she you know sees this episode and kind of hears this like that would be awesome so she can get the idea and she could present it to wwe yeah. you know that's like that that's probably like the best way i mean maybe she, that's something she's thought of and maybe she has presented it i mean we don't really know like you said we're not we don't work for wwe we don't know what is done and said behind the scenes but i think that's a really good idea if they really want to invest you know in her why not give her do something different with her because that's what you have to do with wrestlers you know they got to evolve if they don't evolve they get stale chris jericho's proof he's evolved so many times throughout his career and it's gold bray wyatt has evolved you know he wasn't the fiend you know a year ago you know matt hardy evolved um even sasha banks has been evolving you know she changes her hair she's kind of changes a little bit about her character and all that kind of stuff like that's what you need to do and just hopefully they they do something like that with ember to be honest with you so yeah so i think that um wraps up everything i think we definitely touched bases on you know a lot of different ember moon moments and you know we both vented our frustration about like you know her push and acknowledge the struggle that she's had to go through to get to where she's at and just hopefully like you mentioned hopefully it pays off you know she's hard worker very passionate about the business and she she grew up a fan you know so it's like this would be a really good moment like we saw when she won that nxt women's championship she ball and crying like that shows how much it meant to her. imagine minute winning like a big wrestlemania match for the title like i can just only imagine what kind of you know expression she'll show yeah i really hope that that happens for her i think she 100 deserves it and you know again like I said in the beginning of the podcast, she has, she has, she I mean, years, years of like just being a fan and actually putting in the work. You know, she has her dojo. Yeah, I've seen that. Obviously, she is, she is committed to this. This is her life and this is what she wants to do. I think the least WWE can do is really give her a shot. Like, literally make the time and make the effort. Well, we just have to cross our fingers and just hope it happens. You know, I, I think I, it will. <laughs> I, I tend to be very positive, so I'm just going to assume that it's going to happen eventually. We're going to get some kind of payoff, whether it's a few months, a year or two, I don't know. Hopefully yeah. sooner rather than later, but we'll just have to see. Well, we'll pop yeah. like hell when she comes back on yes. TV. I know that much. And hopefully I don't miss it because I've been kind of hit or miss with me being able to watch Raw because of work. So just hopefully, mm. I missed the big shows return, I was a little bit bummed out about that. Oh, yeah. Well, if she comes back and you're not available, I will, I will tweet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and a whole bunch of other people, I'm sure, because everyone knows yeah. I love Ember Moon. But yeah, hopefully I don't miss it uh, whenever it happens. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was definitely fun chatting with you, Bree. I mean, thank you so much for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. I'm glad to join you and the O-Face fam. It was great talking to you. It's good to just vent and get, you know, stuff out. Definitely about someone like Ember. I mean, obviously we had a lot to say. I'm sure we had a lot that, you know, we didn't even touch, scratch the surface of, but we covered a lot. And, you know, I hope... If people want me back, we'll, we'll see. We'll come back. Try Heck yeah, I mean, I always leave the door open for people to return on episodes. I have my one friend, Stephanie. She, I mean, she's part of the O-Face team now, but she's guested on the show like six times. Nice. You know, so, yeah, I definitely leave the door open. Any ideas, you know, I always, we just go for it. I mean, it's all about just talking, wrestling, and having fun, honestly. Mm-hmm. All right. All I right. appreciate you having me in. And you guys can follow me on Twitter and I wish I had like good editing skills. I could just like put my name on it. Well, I'll definitely um, <laughs> tag you in the post. That everyone will know to follow you on Twitter. And um, yeah, I mean, thank you all for listening so much. I mean, it, it's always fun talking about Ember. I mean, you know, that's why I picked Bree. I know she's a really big Ember fan. So am I. I had to have someone on the episode who's passionate about Ember, just like myself, just so we can really just geek out about her and and all that so thank you all again for tuning in to o-face wrestling and we will see you next week thank you guys bye